Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. This scrap episode is part of the Starter Stories series. In this scrap episode, Jordan C. Brunn shares his journey to become a professional artist and educator. This scrap episode is sponsored by Anthony Buck. Anthony Buck has been teaching people to sing with greater ease and strength and more beautiful tone for over 10 years. His students successfully sing musical theater, pop, classical, and even rock music. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. And now, Jordan C. Brunn. The thing that I've found with a lot of jobs out there, I originally, when I wanted to start getting into the the world of being a grown-up, I guess you could say, my first goal uh, was I wanted to leave high school and study advertising. I took one advertising class at my alma mater, uh, MSU, Michigan State University. Sitting down in that class, uh, about halfway through, I decided that I wanted to change my major because I came in undecided, but I was pretty sure I wanted to go into advertising, packaging, something creative but corporate because I would get paid. And I knew advertising, you'd get paid a lot, especially if you were creative because Super Bowl commercials, huge amount of money. And I sat through my class and I realized about halfway through that I would have to lie to people every single day for the rest of my professional career. I, I mean, when you boil down, that's what advertising is. It is deception. It is lying. And uh, at a certain point, uh, I, I kind of decided, you know, this this is not acceptable to me as a career. This is not what I want to do with my life. Sure, my bank account suffered because of it, but in that same instance, uh, it was uh, cathartic in that I understood that I wanted to focus more on uh, community and understanding with my students and building something rather than keeping it separate. And that's been a focus of a lot of the things that I've done. I've been involved with martial arts since I was 12, uh, studied Judo, Aikido, Wing Chun Kung Fu, Murakwan Tong Sudo and Kenpo. None of those individual styles I felt I felt comfortable in the ring sparring at events. You know, yeah, my my master Bob Gordon in uh, Novi, Michigan, he sponsored a a tournament at uh, one year, and I failed abysmally at it because I realized that I was learning this for my own benefit for defense and the idea of getting into a ring with someone and trying intently to harm them with no real reason, just like, go ahead, beat each other up, kids, just it wasn't meaningful for me. Uh, so some of my my favorite experiences with martial arts specifically was working for uh, Ring of Steel out of Ann Arbor, Michigan for their, their fight choreography that they did. I learned a lot under them, did a couple of films with them specifically, and learned broadsword staff and a number of other different combat techniques. And then we also, I also had the opportunity to uh, work with a kung fu fight team outside of Detroit uh, called Rising Dragon. And that was a much more camaraderie-based kind of uh, effort. So it was learning different moves and it was it was fighting, but it was fighting with the intent to create something together. And that I felt was much more beneficial than, and, and much more cathartic for me than 
focusing intently on, yeah, you're going to come into this small circle and beat the snot out of each other. And whoever tags the other person X amount of times is, is going to win. Uh, I've, I've never been competitive in that regard. Uh, I've always felt it, it is better. Just it meaning life is better if we build each other up and try to create something greater than the sum of our individual parts. So I'm not a really competitive person in that regard. Um, more competitive with myself than with other people. It seems like you have this kind of self-evaluative awareness as you're telling me about, you know, growing up, what you want to do, what you want to be, choices yeah. you make. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like the fact that your father is um, a, an artistic content creator, that that's, that that was part of your choice about like, no, I want a job, yeah. I think, that has money? That, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a continuous thing. My, my parents were always there for me. They, they, um sacrificed a good deal for my brother and myself. Um, in fact, I, I remember explicitly growing up in Michigan, my father lost his job. He was a high school photography and mathematics teacher uh, at first. And he, he lost his job due to uh, being laid off through budget cuts in the district. And he got a job working in his, as a training director at Davis Bessey Nuclear Power Plant in Ohio, all the way down in like Toledo. So there was a period of time, I want to say about six months. I don't remember this terribly explicitly because it was like kindergarten, first grade that this happened. So it was a eons ago, it feels like. But I remember explicitly that he left to go do that to support my uh, my mom, my brother, and I. And he you know, he had training, he had a master's degree, and it just pulled out the rug right from under him. But one of the things that, that always inspired me about him specifically, that, you know, with the photography and everything, he always was creating, always. To this day, he holds a couple of training patents specifically for different techniques and has traveled all of the, I mean, he's retired now. He spends a lot of time on his motorcycle uh, in, in between Florida and Northern Michigan. But he took took that setback and grew something else out of it that uh, that I that I did admire didn't admire at the time. But now looking back on it uh, after experiencing some some tribulations of my own in the professional world, I, re I really admire what he was able to accomplish. That I think inspired me to find my own voice in that regard. I could make my work grow separate from him but inspired by him. How did you find your medium and your voice and your work? Oof, that was tough. Um, <laughs> I started off um, really getting into art specifically in junior high school. And uh, like my son now, I was all elbows and knees, awkward as, as all get out. And I was the kid at the back of the class who, regardless of what the teachers inspirational speeches were. I was focusing on drawing. I would pick up on notes and that kind of thing. And I was a you know, BA average student, you know, not paying attention. But I uh, really kind of found my voice during junior high, creating cartoon skeletons and all of these different things. I, I started these kind of cartoon skeletons when I was in fourth grade at a parochial school in rural Ohio. And it freaked out the nuns more than anything else. <laughs> yes. it, was, yeah, it was very strange. Um, and being, being not Catholic myself, 
having that on top of that, I think uh, I think the principal was really watching me with a wary eye. Um, but besides that, uh, during high school, I kind of um, I found my voice in that regard. I didn't follow necessarily the fine art examples. I've really kind of experimented with media, specifically with uh, the newspaper uh, that was published. I created a archaic writing back cover where I uh, made very tongue-in-cheek jokes about like uh, connections that I saw at the school. So it was very satirical. But looking back on it, I could see why people thought, you know, what is up with this kid? But thankfully, the English teacher that was there saw what I was trying to do and, and kind of gave me carte blanche in that regard. Uh, to allow me to express in that fashion. Then I got to college and experimented with a bunch of different media. When we were working with chalk, my professor was kind of taken aback when I dipped mine in water and crushed it up and kind of smearing it with my hands. I tried to experiment with a bunch of different media at that time, and I didn't really get comfortable with it until I started going into media and a series that I felt comfortable with, but I have tried nearly every single musical instrument that I was exposed to. And I, once again, I thank my parents for that, but like between guitar, piano, clarinet, bass, clarinet, percussion, harmonica, so many different things that I've tried, I realize I can't carry a tune with a damn. Uh, so, uh, and I even, I even tried singing in high school. I'm sorry for anyone who actually had to listen to me. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not my forte, but it, it, it was just something, it goes back to the idea of expression and experience and trying, at the very least trying, because you never know what's going to stick. Thank you for listening to this In the Telling Scrap episode, sponsored by vocal teacher Anthony Buck. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Read between the lines